Welcome to the Mended Teacups Home Ed podcast. Molly and I are sitting in our own home still with our cups of tea ready to have a chat about some of our home ed experiences. Uh, it's coming to the end of the summer. Molly, how's your summer been? Well, our summer has been different. Um, uh, there have been some good things in it. I have to say it has been, it's felt like a bit of a plod at times. Um, we are, I've been quite tired, which I think may be post-COVID, but I think it also may be what everybody is experiencing. Possibly a lot of, lot of us, it's just like, this is just kind of just going on and it's sort of seemingly unending. Um, and my husband is, is still quite, has certainly got some post-COVID fatigue, which is hard as well, because he's obviously still back back working in the NHS so so that's that's been hard but I did pray at the beginning of the holidays that we would have some dual days I kind of just wanted to have some days that sparkled in our holidays rather than the kids remembering this oh that was the summer when mum and dad were really tired always and it was really boring <laughs> and actually we have we've had some lovely lovely days just doing different things and and that's been fantastic so we've that those have been really good how about you yeah we've had a nice summer it, again it's been different hasn't it the weather's been up and down but we've been out and about and it's been it's been quite nice it's just been quite relaxed I haven't got anything big going on but it's interesting isn't it, now that we're kind of coming to the end of the summer term and thinking summer holiday time and uh, thinking about getting back into our more regular learning routines I think we might have some new listeners what do you think Yes, we. Um, I certainly read on the the home ed bites that um, there are certainly some new Scottish um, educators who maybe started homeschooling during um, COVID and are continuing. So particularly, and, and I know you'll have started now because schools are back in Scotland. So a particularly big hello and welcome to anyone in Scotland. It's just lovely. I wish we could hear some of your accents because I just love the Scottish accent. <laughs> but uh, but it would be lovely to hear from any of you um, and particularly uh, anything that's different from, for all of you out there. So do do contact us with anything that you think would be helpful for us to know. And, and also just anybody else who is from either England or Wales or Northern Ireland, who I think aren't back yet at school, who will be home educating. So anybody who is new um, for the first time officially home educating, a huge big welcome to you. Um, and we just really hope and pray that this will be a, a real encouragement to you as you take this, this very exciting step. So Helen, would you like to start off by telling us what we're going to be talking about today? Well, we thought as as the holidays are coming to that end and people are starting to think about being a bit more formal with their learning again, we thought we'd have a chat about some of the things that we do or would like to do to make that transition work well, some of the ways we get back into it after a break. So there's different things that work for different people and they may or may, or may not encourage you or inspire you in those first few days or weeks as you get used to being back more in, in, more in that sort of routine. Molly, do you have any kind of traditions that you do at the beginning of term or the beginning of the school year? Well, I was thinking actually one of them, which actually we've started up, I think probably you started up in um, the, the Beach Ed, our, our home local Bristol home ed group, is you um, used to do a not back to school home ed walk, which was just lovely. And obviously we won't be doing that this year, will we? So I guess that, that was sort of like one of the, the nice things about starting starting home ed. That was a kind of marking for us. So we won't be doing that this year. So I think maybe we'll have to think of something else to do instead of that. 
But I know other people have other traditions as well, which I think we were talking about earlier. Yeah. One of my friends um, certainly does a, a, has a special breakfast on their first morning. I think that's a really good way of marking the day and making it a bit more um, interesting, exciting. Here we are starting. And um, quite a few of us do our first day not back photos <laughs> because a lot of our friends who are in school, they're posting their first day back photos on social media. So I often do have a, here's our first day not back. I know I've seen people in... Um, probably more in the States, I suppose, the children hold up a, a placard explaining what uh, what they're going to be learning this year and what they're looking forward to. And that sort of thing, that's quite a fun thing to do, isn't it? And have those memories going back. I would definitely say in our house, with, with our faith, with our Christian faith, that prayer comes in, well, prayer comes to everything, doesn't it? But especially starting a new year, I do try to remember to pray, <laughs> pray for our year ahead, pray ahead of it, talk to God about the different things that will be coming up and the different issues that we feel we might be facing and all the ones that we have no idea about yet. If, if COVID's taught us anything, it's don't plan too far ahead, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose the, the key thing I think about that first week back is just not to put too much pressure on yourself because I don't know about you, but over the holidays, you te I tend to look at ideas and get some plans and see other people's pictures of what brilliant things they're doing and it all looks really exciting and then I get really overzealous and want to shove it all into the first week and then get upset when it doesn't quite work out for me. So I think possibly my biggest advice to myself and to anyone listening is to be prepared to ease into your new your new term, which which would look different for different families, but might be that you, for example, start your maths and art this week and only add English and history next week when you've kind of got that half a rhythm going and then you add in the other half how about you yes i think that's fa absolutely fantastic advice um i love the idea of a not back to school breakfast i think that's a really fun thing um maybe we'll make a not back to school cake and go and eat it somewhere i can very much identify with that being very enthusiastic and um and just trying to do it all in the first week <laughs> and i've also learned from experience that that just often doesn't work i think it can be quite hard starting anyway after any holiday but I'm suspicious that actually after this very extended time off that actually it might be even harder so we've actually already just started um, doing a little bit of some maths and some latin with my older daughter just a little bit even if it's just 10 minutes a few times a week just to get her her sort of into doing that because a lot of it is attitude as well actually and a little bit of kind of numbers and stuff with my younger daughter. So, so we started just just putting things, which I don't normally do, but but that I think just sort of to help help the state of mind. Um, and then also a big thing, in fact, is biorhythms as well. And you may have, especially if you've got younger children, then actually they may all be up at the crack of dawn anyway. And and in fact, starting starting um, back into a kind of bit more of a rhythm is really no problem when it comes to getting up in the morning. But if you've got slightly older children or children who love to stay in bed in the morning and, you know, have, have cereal in their pyjamas and, <laughs> and get dressed mid-morning, uh, like we do, then that can be a real thing. So I'm going to start, I generally do try and start getting those biorhythms back sort of at least a week before, just so that, that they can get used to getting up earlier. So planning, um, I really enjoy planning, but before I say about my planning, what, what are your thoughts on planning and what do you plan and what don't you plan? And particularly given everything that's been going on as well, <laughs> what are your thoughts? 
Well, because we've always used sunlight curriculum, I've done very little planning other than that, really, for, for actually my curriculum, because we open the box, take it out, and that's off we go with, with the reading. Um, this year will be a little bit different because we are doing a sunlight style year, but it's not actually from sunlight. But I have done it before, so I, I'm kind of relying on my planning from, I think it was about eight years ago, seven years ago when we last did it. And this year I'm doing it with my youngest child. Um, so in fact, in, in that respect, we've, we've got the books out and we, she's quite excited about doing our British history curriculum. And we've got some ideas ready about places we want to go, field trips. And that, that's one of my other ideas for that first week back is I'm going to have a field trip planned. There'll be something sort of a bit exciting planned in for that first week. So it's not all own oh, and we're back on the books <laughs> because I think home education is so much more than sitting at the books isn't it and that's could keep trying to say it's, learning is everywhere and if you've you want to want to have that more formal bit to part to your week but um it's nice to be able to say look we are able to go out and about and do our learning out and about so I'm going to that's really my planning is kind of taken care of the other thing is with some of the other external lessons that they have, my other bit of planning is write everything into my diary. Because <laughs> I used to find that the weekly things I wouldn't put in the diary because they're every week. And then I realised that I was just getting overwhelmed because I was forgetting that they were on and planning other things in the wrong places. So I suppose that's my other bit of planning is literally just have my diary out and write everything in that's, that we know is happening. Although... At the moment, we don't quite know whether everything's happening because things haven't started back in the same way they used to be. So we're trying to get in touch with various you know, the music teachers and so forth and work out what, what, those, what that week's going to look like. Now, how much planning do you, do you feel you need to do in advance? Well, I actually really enjoy the planning and the thinking about it and the gleaming and the looking on um, you know, what books I can buy. and <laughs> It's something I like doing, so... I've developed over the years, I just have a, a, an A5 notebook and, um, and I have a different colour for each child and then another colour for just um, family, just biros. And I write, I, I kind of have a look, I just have a look at the half of term that we're coming up to. And I first of all, just kind of think about us as a, as a whole family. If there's anything, any kind of particular celebrations coming up like birthdays or, um, or if not, to try to think of celebrations so like this half term there's a harvest festival so they normally do something with that with brownies and guides I don't know if they'll be doing that this year or not but we know that that will be a normal, that will be a normal celebration um, and you know if there are any kind of read lads we're reading or any any outings that we want to do as a family or um, anything particularly we we want to be I feel it'd be good for us to be doing or, or celebrations or anything so I'd look at the whole family first and then I for each different child so obviously at the moment it's mainly the girls for the because the boys are older one um that if there's anything particular on like music exams or or anything or duke of edinburgh or anything i particularly i know they're going to need some input in then i will write and see significant obviously their learning is now delegated to other people so but with the girls i then write down kind of a rough plan i mean it's just scribbled notes it's just it's just like a couple of sentences for each thing it's not it's not a detail um, just to give me a kind of like a framework so that I can A, make sure I've kind of got books for it. 
um, and B, I can then, if, if kind of halfway through three or four weeks and I'm thinking, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> I can kind of look back and think, oh, yes, of course, gosh, we haven't even started on that. Oh, that would be a good idea. <laughs> we could do that this week. So, and it also, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a nice record to be able to, to look back on as well. And I tend to just, at the end of it, at the end of each six weeks or so, I tend to tick what we've done and put like a little dotted tick if we haven't done it or half done it or a star if actually we want to carry it over the next thing. So it's not a kind of rod to beat, my, beat myself with or anything, but it's just something that helps me. Mm. So, so that's my, that's kind of half termly basis. And then for every week I do on a Sunday night sit um, with our family calendar and I have a, like a little weekly planner that I made, just a bit A4 bit of paper and I write down if there's anything particular that week. So with nature study, you know, if we're following the exploring nature with children, and I, I don't always stick to that, but I, but I will sometimes stick to it and get ideas from it. So I'll kind of put down if there's anything specific that I must remember that, we do, that we're going to do and I might forget, as well as kind of planning meals and anything, any jobs I need to do and stuff like that. So that sort of helps me because I do get quite forgetful and I would just forget things otherwise. Yeah. So... <laughs> Things just get yeah. lost, don't they? Things things just get lost, and uh, you, with best will in the world, you might think, "Oh, it's going to be really fun to do that." But sometimes, if you don't intentionally write it down somewhere, it just gets missed, doesn't it? Some of the planning that I do is it makes my life much easier when I've planned meals ahead, that sort of thing. And then the weeks that I don't, I think, "Why didn't I do that?" <laughs> and actually, going with that, having meal plan I think sometimes it's helpful like in the first week back when you know things are going to be just a little bit tighter and you're trying to work out and trying to get yourself going again is to have have some meals ready somehow you either do some pre-prep or have something in the freezer or get some lovely I don't know if you've got a granny around who'll bring you a meal on one evening oh that would be amazing <laughs> it'd be nice to have something planned in just to help you with that that challenge of this is my busy, full busy day with full on with my children and I'm really helping them getting right into um, connecting with the children and then suddenly realise that half past four, oh, got to get a meal on the table. It's um, sometimes tricky. And actually with also with that kind of busyness of the week and, and the planning is allow, I've put, I've written down on my little notes here, allow yourself time to get places and that's either places that are out or just mentally places in 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 your day because I know there's times when I've thought well I'm doing this for this hour and something else for the next hour and I haven't given myself any gap you know it, it does take more than zero seconds to get from one thing to another doesn't it and suddenly you're you're kind of behind because you're just being over ambitious about what you can shove in so I think thinking about the time and thinking about how you're going to spend that day during um, lockdown, everything slowed down a lot, didn't it? And I've really appreciated not having to zoom around so much. And I'm trying to think, okay, how can we keep that going into the that kind of feel going into the next into this next phase of our lives? And I think one of the things is just to be realistic about how much you can shoehorn into one day. Yeah, I think that's so so wise and so true. Um, I think something along those lines I was thinking of is um is shopping and during lockdown you know like I, I dedicated a whole day that was the one thing I did but I went to Lidl's <laughs> that was that was my outing and I went to Lidl's and then unpacked it all and that was what I did in the day but actually in normal pre-covid life I would you know try and cram some lessons in with the girls in the morning then think well I'll pick up my son from college so he can get in the bus and I'll 
do a little shop in between and 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 then so I was late picking him up and I didn't go enough learning in I felt I didn't do enough for the girls in the morning so it was all a bit stressful and just thinking that a little shop would take 20 minutes and of course it never does does it so not for me so I think it's been for me one of my lessons from lockdown is to try to learn that actually there's only a certain amount that I can put in the day and I actually do have to allow for those house those kind of household chores like shopping and like cooking and like cleaning and like tidying up and we have got into some really quite good rhythms rather than just squeezing it all in in between things it you know it's become a, a part of our pattern so um so I think it's somehow other how we can I don't know how we're going to do it but how we can bring that into our into our normal weekly home ed rhythm when we're kind of back into some sort of learning rhythm as well yes it's always been yeah. my plan that the family works together and that these jobs get done together but in actual fact that doesn't the reality is not quite like that is it sometimes with depending on different children with different times they get up and different things they want to do and get on with and different ways of working and like you say building that in helps doesn't it if you can just have a thought in advance about how how it's going to look there are a few homegrown pay resources um, which uh, have come up during this season and we, we just thought we'd mention them and we'll put them in the the links in our blog and actually also just a plug i know probably most of you probably listen either on some kind of podcast thing like on iTunes or, or Spotify or something but actually we do have a blog and um, Helen's written a couple of really lovely posts over the over the summer and we are going to try and do that more so it may be worth also just clicking on to um, to the blog to be able to get some of these resources so one of them which has come up is called the uh, Liturgy of Love by Alberta who lives in London on Instagram, she's Homegrown Sunshine and on Facebook as well. And she's just come up with the most amazing morning time resource, which is absolutely beautiful. It's beautifully um, presented. It's gorgeous. It, it actually makes you want to sit down with a cup of tea and a scone. And <laughs> it's just lovely. Um, and and it's, I think one of the huge beauties of it is it's very richly diver, um, culturally diverse as well and which I think makes it stand out from other ones as well. So I would highly, highly recommend that. And, and I think even if you're somebody who has a, a kind of like myself, who has a, a morning time routine anyway, and we kind of, we're kind of used to what we do, but actually it's always good to have other inspiration and other things. Um, uh, I think it's, it's excellent value for money. So if you're wanting a bit of inspiration, a bit more inspiration, or just wanting a kind of like a different, a different take, wanting something a bit more culturally diverse, you know, do look at that one. I'd very much recommend that one. Then another lovely one, which we've just found out about, is um, uh, by a lady, a mum um, called Rebecca. And she's um, done a kind of art and art history curriculum. I think she's chosen 10 artists, but I might be wrong there. It might be more than that. Um, and she's, she does a bit of the background to the artist. And then she also, uh, each artist has a kind of like an art style by it. So somebody who really um, doesn't know much about art and like me, and I, I, I usually kind of find it all out myself. And I, you know, it takes a bit of while. And we actually do art with a, with a friend. And, you know, beforehand I kind of prepare and I've got a few books and I look on Pinterest and I kind of try and bring it all together. But actually it, was, it would be great having this because I, it will save me a bit of work. So, so that is a, that's also really recommended. Do have a look at that one. And then the third thing is something we did a couple of seminars, a kind of online seminars during lockdown. 
and the guy who's doing it called David and he's got a background in education and he now actually worldwide kind of teaches and trains worldwide and he's teamed up with a guy called Joseph Hubbard who was actually home education himself and he's a geologist and he's just fantastic he wears a hat I think the kids call him Indiana Joe he researches and teaches for creation research and he's going to be they're doing some seminars sometime during this term on um, geology and um, teaching creation science fossils archaeology I think anthropology so it would be really worth well again we'll link into their site I don't know if there are any particular dates for that but um but certainly the one we did was fantastic so that would be worthwhile so there are just some things if you're needing a little bit of extra inspiration and some things that you can put in for definite because online things definitely can still be happening it's quite nice to have something a bit new and a bit bit different to look forward to isn't it and uh, certainly these mums who've created those lovely courses for us you think that's great isn't it because it's something that a lot of us want to put into our time into our day and um, they've done a lot of the work like you say the legwork and produced some lovely lovely resources so yeah I'm looking forward to getting into those myself both of us are going to have sort of late summer holidays we're not really going away are we but <laughs> having time off so we we decided we'd get this podcast out now and we'll next be speaking hoping hopefully in about the third week of September but we will probably post on our social media between then and now so do keep an eye out for us and if you've got any particular questions that you'd like us to tackle we'd love to hear from you if there's anything particularly that you think um, an experienced home editor would help you with or in- encourage you with then do let us know and it's been lovely to um to talk to you again and we just um we'll be praying for everybody actually as you get started because it is quite a big thing and just to encourage you that that actually you are doing however hard it is and if your first day back or first week back is just like oh gosh this is really hard <laughs> it is so worthwhile what you're doing and i think also for those of us who who have a, a christian faith the world may be unstable and it will probably continue to be for some while you know but but actually we do have a god who is our rock and our foundation you know and doesn't change and that actually is a source of great kind of healing and hope yeah and so those those truths that you're instilling into your kids are so important and foundational so so you're doing a great thing so so have a good really really good beginning of term and we'll look forward to speaking to you later bye 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 bye